only one day from BA. This is a Rorschach Malawi update from the 30th of March 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. The southern region of Malawi experienced tropical cyclone Freddy nearly three weeks ago. Now the Department of Climate Change and Meteorological Services weekly weather update dated Monday the 27th to the 2nd of April disclosed that the northern part of the country and the lakeshore areas could face more devastation because of flash floods produced by heavy and torrential rainfall. On Tuesday the 28th, the director of the department, Lucy Ntilatila, said that the districts with the highest risk of flooding are Karonda, Notakota and Salima. She said that although the impact of these rains will not be as bad as those brought by Cyclone Freddy, they will still cause serious havoc in the affected areas. Some areas have already started experiencing the impact of the heavy rains. On Tuesday the 28th, local media reported that many people from Chibisa village in Mazimba district had to escape their homes on the night of Monday the 27th after the rains caused mudslides from Monthumkulu Mountain. Thomas Ngoma, a victim of the mudslide, said he and his fellow villagers are filled with fear. Malawi is still receiving aid from other countries following the devastating effects of tropical cyclone Freddy since President Chakwera made an international appeal for assistance. On Monday the 27th, President Emerson Mangwagwa of Zimbabwe launched a resource mobilization initiative for Malawi. He chaired the resource mobilization meetings where the cabinet constituted a relief committee which was led by the Zimbabwe Minister of Local Government and Public Works for the Republic, Julie Moyo. They have been tasked with a comprehensive package for Malawi. Furthermore, the corporate world in Zimbabwe responded to President Mangagwa's call by pledging various goods such as food hampers, fuel, medical supplies and transport. Two cement manufacturers also donated 120 tons of cement while President Mangagwa donated two 30-ton trucks to move goods to Malawi. The Zimbabwean government, through ZimAid, already donated 30,000 bags of 10 kilograms of maize meal. Despite the tremendous support Malawi has received, the Department of Disaster Management Affairs says it has lost hope in searching for the 537 people that were declared missing. The police said they will declare all of them dead. During a press conference in Blantyre on Wednesday the 29th, Charles Kalemba, the commissioner for the department, said that after 17 days of searching, chances of finding these people alive are very slim. He also said certain rescue teams from the police and defense force have closed searches in some areas. For instance, Ntauchila village in Chiratsulu was swept away by a cyclone-induced mudslide. The police went there with a sniffer and a grader, but they didn't find anyone. While commenting on the issue, Major General Seifert Kalisha, the chief of military operations and training, said 140 troops are still on the ground searching for the missing people.
He said that over 170 engineer soldiers from Tanzania and Malawi have been deployed to rebuild some infrastructure, particularly roads, to ensure that all areas are reachable. Kalisha says the affected areas will be accessible by road in about four weeks. The department has been assessing the areas affected by the cyclone and revealed new numbers in their Wednesday press briefing. Kalemba said over 2,000 people were injured, over 600,000 were displaced, over 700 are in evacuation camps and over 600 had died. He also said over 800,000 have lost their homes, 2.3 million people lost their crops and livestock, and 63 health facilities were damaged. The recent findings also showed that Blantyre is the most affected district with over 400,000 affected, followed by Mulanje and Zomba, which had over 300,000 affected persons. Speaking of natural disasters, there were rumors of a massive earthquake expected to hit Malawi and other African countries on social media these past few days. Social media reports indicated that there will be an earthquake with a high magnitude along the Great African Rift system, which will allegedly happen as a result of the splitting of the African continent. However, Kondwani Dombola, the acting director for the Department of Geology, told local media that the reports were false. He has advised the citizenry to refrain from spreading unnecessary alarms and causing social panic. Moving on, the country is working toward expanding its electricity supply. On the evening of Thursday the 23rd, local media reported that construction works for the Malawi-Mozambique Power Transmission Interconnection Project had begun. The project will help both countries construct a high-voltage transmission line, which will start from Matambo in Mozambique up to the Fombeya Power Substation in Balaka. Anki Kumar Sharma, the resident site manager for Yarsen and Tobro Limited, a project contractor, assured that the work will be completed by December this year. There has also been a new development in the telecommunications sector. On Wednesday the 29th, Airtel Malawi, one of the country's telecommunications companies, announced that it revamped its Chazani voice bundle portfolio by adding three new bundles that can be used to call numbers from other networks. The bundles are Chesani Daily for 10 minutes, Chesani Weekly for 30 minutes, and Chesani Monthly for 140 minutes. Fokozani Kamkondo Sande, the Airtel marketing director, said the three Chesani bundles will be on promotional offer for 90 days starting from Tuesday the 28th until the 26th of June. Airtel's competitor, Telecom Networks Malawi, or TNM, is also making rounds, but this time it is because they are providing technology called the Social Support for Resilient Livelihoods Project, or SSRLP, that is helping people in rural areas improve their livelihoods through financial inclusion. The SSRLP deploys mobile money technology such as TNM Mpamba Mobile Wallet to facilitate funds transfer to beneficiaries. On Tuesday the 28th, Hugh Riddle, the country manager for World Bank, 
after touring some of the beneficiaries of the SSRLP, which the World Bank funds, commended TNM for the move, saying that financial inclusion is part of the graduation story in social protection. Next up, the Department of Immigration and Citizenship Services has been forced to suspend the issuance of passports because they have run out of blank passport books. The department has also suspended the collection of application fees. On Tuesday the 28th, Charles Calumo, the Director General for the department, said the lack of foreign exchange is worsening the situation and has caused them to suspend services at their processing centers in Blantyre, Mangochi, Lilongwe and Msuzu. They said they are currently only issuing passports to those who have emergencies such as medical evacuation, government trips, and students flying out for studies. In sports news, the country's national football team, the Flames, received a double whooping from Egypt's Pharaohs. The two teams played their first game in Egypt's Air Defense Force Stadium on Friday the 24th. The Flames lost 2-2-0. On Tuesday the 28th, the Flames and Pharaohs played yet another game for the 2023 Total Energies Africa Cup of Nations qualifying match. This time, the game was played locally at the Bingu National Stadium in Lilongwe. Malawian football lovers showed up in numbers, mainly to see famous footballer Mohamed Salah play live. Unfortunately, the Flames suffered a 4-9 defeat in what many locals described as an embarrassing loss. The first three goals were scored in just 20 minutes. This means the Flames' hopes of qualifying for the 2023 AFCON finals are low. And to close this edition, people are applauding and celebrating local artist Griemo after one of his songs hit a million views in just two months. The song titled Pano has now broken a record for getting the most views in a short time. It has broken the record for his other song, Compensation, which gained a million views in six months. We have the link to the song in our show notes in case you'd like to check it out. And that's it for this week. Wanna have the most cool t-shirt ever? We gotcha. You can buy 100% unbleached organic cotton, grown and ginned in Texas, spun and knit in the Carolinas, sewn and printed in Missouri t-shirts. The most environmentally friendly t-shirt you'll own. What's your favorite pizza topping? Let us know at malawi at warshog.com. Itani bueno.